This is the last episode, y'all. This is episode five and six of season one of Gorilla. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. But, you know, maybe something with some gunshots. Police and thieves. Y'all so. want me to go hear my Junior Mervin? Want to hear my impression? Sure. Oh, yeah. Police and thieves in the streets. Fighting the nation with the guns and ammunition. Bruh. <laughs> you know what? Everybody give it up for Al. There's more. There's more. All right, all right. Yeah. So what just have, happened here? Yeah, what have, just happened? I have no idea. So we have a lot to cover. Um, my name is TK Trinidad. You can follow me or see me on everything at TK Trinidad and with my lovely co Hey, everybody. I'm Al. <laughs> I missed last week. Shout out to uh, TK and Candice for holding it down, these two lovely, intelligent ladies. So I'm just blessed to be here. Thank you, Al, right here. You don't need nothing else. I'm just here. Where can they find you? All right. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jamaica House Doc and on uh, IG at Algae underscore Jamaica House Film. Yes. I'm just <laughs> here enjoying the concert, guys. Um, my name is Miss Candy Marie, and you can find me on Instagram at Miss Candy Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Candora TV. Wow. All right. Um, yeah, they just snuck up that whole finale on us. I didn't realize it was episode five and six tonight until I actually started watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how it's going. Um, but it was amazing. What did you guys think of how it all ended? I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. There were some slow parts, like, in the middle of the, I guess, season or miniseries, mm-hmm. but they definitely pulled out a lot of stops, a lot of twists, so I'm really happy. Yeah. So. I Wow. Uh, I will say this. At first, you know, I thought episode five was cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like, for me, episode six really went out with a bang. Yeah. There are definitely certain things, a re- reoccurring things, that it kind of, like, trigger me politically, mm-hmm. but when I'm able to take a step back and then just enjoy the show. Let me, let me just put it out there, okay? Yeah. And it came up. Um, we, you know, we all kind of emailed about this. Um, one of the things that John Ridley is good at exposing is, like, the different factions, okay? Mm-hmm. It even came up last week, I think you guys on the episode where I was gone, where um, it came up where Marcus was like, look, you know, I'm a citizen. I'm a black citizen right. of the UK. You're an immigrant. Mm-hmm. And we saw a lot of those cracks exposed, just like, you know, we saw what's going on with the Irish right. and how they divide and conquer to keep us down. Mm-hmm. One of the things I think that's really poignant is um, he was able to point that out. I kind of felt like he took a very... Um, uh, kumbaya approach, like it all worked out in the end, you know, oh, like kind yeah. of like an all lives matter thing. It all works out, but it's good. It's good as fiction. Yeah, I, I felt the ending was like it was a good ending, but I felt it could have been. I, I wanted to see something else, but we'll get to that. Let's uh, kind of go relationship wise. We got a lot of questions answered. I know we had some questions over the last two, mm-hmm. two or three episodes. So let's kind of start off with the the one we had the most. So Officer Pence and Kenya and their little boy, Peter. Peter. Yes. Peter has a name. Peter has a name. Wow, we finally find out <laughs> what Peter's name is. Yeah. <laughs> and that he belongs to Officer Pence. Wow. So, okay, you know what? I want to say this about Pence. It's just so ironic that the very thing that you're fighting is that 
is, is exactly what you are. Mm -hmm. And that is how I describe Pence as just a whole. It's just so interesting that he's fighting so hard, you know, to, to maintain the Negroes. And he himself has reproduced another Negro. Right. So I thought that that was interesting, and I and I, wow, just to see it, uh, you know, twofold, you know, with him being completely shut out mm -hmm. from the police department, his power being withdrawn from him, you know, and then the very woman and the very people that he's putting down, he has to revert back to, you know, let's start this new life over, mm -hmm. you know, what was, was it, Rhodesia? Yeah. You know, so it was just, that to me was, was, was wow. Can I say something about his mentality? Sure. There's an old uh, concept that's called the white man's burden which mm -hmm. is basically where like his whole philosophy it's our job to take care of them to keep them in line mm -hmm. and basically like for the good ones you know reward you yeah. you know we can keep you up under us but that's like an old philosophy that he pretty much embodied it seemed like it was just so ingrained to him he couldn't he couldn't even tell the difference like he couldn't tell how um you know it's like we, them, could take care of ourselves. And then I don't think that he saw his son as black. He just saw his son no. as his son, which is kind of weird because almost that, so color, that colorblind theory in that particular instance almost makes sense for him. It's like he didn't see his son as, you know, an African European or whatever. You, you know what I would have loved to see? Um, I would have loved to see... Uh, and this is, you know, not to say that I want something bad to happen to the sun, mm. but I would have loved to have, have seen Pence experience, uh, you know, watching somebody treat his son like a black man. Right. You know, I would have loved to see that and how his re reaction was. Well, given the fact that he seems very adamant in being in his son's life, which is another interesting take Where did on that it come from, though? Because he was never like that at the beginning of the season. Because I think he failed with his first son. I think that's the way he looked at it. If we're, like, delving into his I psyche. I don't know if that really... Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was the case. I felt that a little bit, too. Because I think even in the beginning, in the first kind of episodes, when he saw... When we saw him with Kenya, there was a scene where he was actually playing with his son, which we didn't know was his son. But he was active in his son's life. But he never once called him his son. We didn't he hear him, him the boy. claim him. Exactly. Yeah. Until, what, episode six yeah but I don't, I don't know if that's like a um not a traditional the boy thing. the boy shows detachment <laughs> like yeah. that's what that shows to me i'm like i am here you know to get what i usually get but the boy happens to be here too like yeah, i don't know because i've seen in other in other cultures people do that where it's like almost like for instance like the 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 husband and wife call each other mother and like ma and pa like i don't know if it was a cultural thing that he said the boy or if there was a detachment thing because the fact that it didn't seem like he was detached in the in the previous episodes like it seemed like he's very and then he tried to use Peter against her saying like I want to see I want to see the boy and you know get into the house where it's you know clearly he just didn't want her having sex with other folks I mean personally I understand why John Ridley included that whole storyline but mm -hmm. personally that was like the least interesting part to me was, one of the things I was I was what? more yeah I, yeah I, I didn't care about the story about uh Kenya? Fallon well really? Kenya a little bit I didn't care about Fallon and her brother I, did, I had already got enough of uh, Pence's story before, oh. and I felt it took away from what I wanted to see what was going on with the main what gorilla cell. What did you cell. want to see? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Just, what were you looking for? But it all ties in, though, because you can kind of see so we can, the whole right. thing, so we can move on from Kenya, um, from Pence and Kenya to Kenya and Omega. 
So the whole story is with Ken, with Kenya. She she was a prostitute, prostitute which we were trying to figure yeah. out, mm-hmm. you know, what she was. She was she is a was or is a prostitute. Yes. And and Pence pretty much try to pretty much cockblock that whole thing, yeah. especially when everything with you know um, Marcus and everything was going on. So he pretty much cockblocked the whole thing. And now Kenya's fearing for her life because now Pence wants to take the kid and Kenya to Rhodesia. Okay, I found Kenya's story way more compelling than I did his. I you just said that you didn't. No, I'm talking Kenya? about the, I said the officer and then the, uh, Fallon and her Irish oh, brother. Okay. Kenya, like, as a sister, having to turn tricks, like, make money, put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I... Mm-hmm. I felt I felt a place in my so, heart. I was actually sympathetic uh-uh. with her. So what do you <laughs> listen? Listen. You know what, my girl? Even though I don't like Omega, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you why soon. Even though I don't like Omega, there is one thing that Omega said that I had to write down, and this quote greatly defines Kenya. It says, "You turn your back on blacks and you lay on it for the filth." That is exactly what Kenya was doing. All the black people that she turned her back on. There are so many black mothers out there mm-hmm. that had to do whatever it took, but they didn't have to do that. Right. They didn't have to turn their black their back on black people and then lay on their back to get what they needed. Lay where? On, on their back. On their back. <laughs> look, right. I, look, I, my southern accent's coming yeah, out yeah, now yeah, because yeah, I'm feeling yeah. really Speak passionate on. about yeah, it. But, it. But that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there are so many women, and we know them. And shout out to a lot of them today because today is Mother's Day. Mother's Day. So mm-hmm. shout out to all the women that work hard to provide for their family. But not Kenya. That, not, you know Kenya, you don't get a Mother's Day. You don't get a happy Mother's Day, Kenya. Oh, my. Okay? Can I tell you, okay, you like, don't the, get that as passionate as Candy is talking about, Shoot. you know what's a trigger for me? And what? this came up again, and it what, came up what in is previous. The trigger? the trigger for me is whenever you have someone, okay, when Fallon was talking to, uh, to Jazz, mm-hmm. and she was like, what are you trying to get out of this? That's not the way you do it. That's not the way you fight for independence. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had the same problem when uh, Jazz's mom was doing that to Kent. And this really goes to one thing that I think uh, John really was good as far as like bringing up the factions. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with one other person, even though we're all trying to do things together. Everybody's coming from a different place. Right. You know, if I'm if I'm a, a black man born in America, I don't look at the UK struggle as the same as right. being united with uh, like with immigrants. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I came up. You know, in the '90s and the and they in the uh, in the LA riots, which we called the LA Rebellion, when that was going on. But mm-hmm. what they they downed him for participating in a riots. Like that was what they said. All you did was burn some stuff down. No, but see the thing the thing with that is. I, I feel the reason why they did that to Leroy in particular, and not necessarily the the, the movement that was happening, because it's you know how some people rewrite their own history. It's like somebody who says that you know they were backing you know. Dr. King, but they were backing them from, you know, their their houses instead of something else. And then in their mind, when they rewrite history, they saw themselves on the bridge in Salem. It's kind of like one of those things where they might not, they might know a little bit more of Leroy's story that Leroy's not telling uh-huh. because it 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 doesn't it doesn't make sense how they would throw kind of sub like sublute hints of shade to Leroy if they didn't know his story. But they were at the same time they kept throwing shade at Dahari. They kept going back to him like he's really a thug. And right. then uh, Jazz even tried to put that on him. While you were just like robbing and beating up and stabbing kids, I'm just like, come on, let's just you know like uh, let's just um, take away his entire legitimacy. Right. But and that's and again that's a trigger for me when somebody mm-hmm. else is like we all like to get along, but everybody can't necessarily get, get along because everybody's a different motivation, mm-hmm. which unfortunately um, Omega was actually able to exploit. I didn't like how she said like she's not like one her. of us. But it's that's the sad Wait, that's the sad she's reality. Not one of us? Well basically because she's an immigrant. She's not black. And that's what I'm that's what I keep going back to as far as like the different factions. Okay. 
I didn't get that. I, I, I from I don't know if it's the same sentence you're talking about, but it's uh. it felt like Omega was saying that um, black people didn't consider her black because she was mixed. I didn't. I didn't you hear. I didn't hear. She said. I didn't hear that part. But I, I might have missed it. I feel like she's just a master manipulator. That's all she is. She she manipulates people to do what she wants based on. Honestly, does she even have an agenda? Like, like first of all, like her character to me, I really don't feel like her character was needed. If we want to talk about storylines, I really don't feel like she was needed. I just feel like she was just a drama queen. I don't know. I felt that. I didn't, I didn't really I like her character. I also felt the total opposite because it feels like the, the reason you might feel like she's a master manipulator is because people... Because um, now you're talking about... The, the essentially not even um, black issue. It's well, the black issue, but the color issue within the black community. But, but the thing is, I was with her at first. At first, when we first were introduced to her character, I liked her character. But mm-hmm. then towards the end, I just felt like, I don't know, I felt like she just used Kent to get what she wanted. And then, like, it, which was basically just a stir up drama. I, I don't really... know, because the thing, the thing I think with that is when you saw in the first episode, or the first scene in episode five, everybody was yelling at her because Kent appeared to um, talk to the cops and kind of get everybody else in trouble. So people were like, why are you backing Kent when he is aligning himself with the cops? So I think her issue was that she was back, she was backing, um, she was backing Kent. Her and Kent had an agreement because she wanted Kent to be the face of the struggle. Mm-hmm. And now he's working with the cops, which defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. So I think that was her, that was her issue with it. I'm going to drop a hard line though on the, um, on the Omega saying uh, she's not one of us, basically alluding to the fact she's not black. She's basically dealing with the immigrant struggle. And I'm just mm. going to just throw this out there, okay? This is um, a week ago was a 25-year anniversary of the Los Angeles uprising, of the mm-hmm. Los Angeles riots. Mm-hmm. And if you were a person living, I'm dating myself. This is back in the 90s. I was around back in film school back at that time. But if you remember at that time, the Asians weren't they weren't with us. I was going to say it, but you know. Old school. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the Asians, they weren't part of the movement. Right. They were the ones who put the guns in the faces. The Muslims, the store owners, they were the ones who were accused of shooting blacks. Mm-hmm. And you see the same thing that happens right now. If you go down to like a Lamert Park uh, 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 march, mm-hmm. first you'll see like the Black Lives Matter crowd out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's against police brutality. Then you'll see the hippies come out with the hacky sack talking about right. the all lives matter. Right. Then you'll see the people come out like with the anonymous face masks. And mm-hmm. It's all about this. And then you see the church come out, you know, start handing out like pamphlets coffee and, and yeah, and pamphlets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's how movements get diluted. And I think one of the things I appreciated is that he's alluding to the different factions. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I took out of it. <laughs> Maybe I'll be alone on that. That's what I, that's that's what I, everyone had you know the different what, but, everyone had a different agenda and right. like those cracks can be exploited. Oh, Down from like the person the girl who uh who wanted to go to um Lebanon, mm-hmm. uh, the white chick, yeah. down from the Irish chick, mm-hmm. down from the uh, from the brother who wanted to go from the IRA. He took a very a very global um, a very global approach to this, down to Jazz's uh, philosophy, even going back to, look, I just want to do the liberation by, um, by Marxism and right. by communism. That's something that totally changed. We never saw that in the right. beginning. It was more about black people and, um, black people and, uh, and immigrants. Mm. So I'm saying, I guess, I'm saying he, that's what I saw. That's what I took away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's anything t- today. Like, I, I can't remember which character it was, but they were just talking about, essentially, um, with, you you had the you had the black folks who were born and raised there. Then you had the immigrants, pretty, pretty much the Africans, and then you had the the Pakistanis who were there as well. And some of them were born and raised in England as too too. So you have little different aspects of it, and everybody has a different experience. Like for instance, I was talking to to somebody today about um, 
you know, my my perspective and how I grew up in Toronto versus here and how people have different perspectives. And I don't necessarily have those same perspectives because, you know, for me, I grew up in a very multicultural ish area. So, you know, when I look at other people, it's like, all right, cool, like whatever. You're you're you have a crazy aunt just like I have a crazy aunt. Right. Yes, there's different aspects and you know, we get treated a different way. I'm very um I'm very aware of that, but that doesn't necessarily change how I look at everybody on a whole. Right. And that's very different if you've grown, if you were raised in a certain area where, you know, day in and day out, you're seeing oppressors. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely... And, and I think they did a really, really good job highlighting the different oppressors because mm-hmm. there were so many different types. Uh, a prime example, besides the uh, the police department, we also saw the welfare, welfare office. Yep. You know, like when th- that scene where Jazz held that gun to, uh, yeah. I think he was like in charge of the entire welfare office yeah. to, to, to And he's the head. one who pushed the black the house Exactly. Yeah. yeah, the housing guy. And she said, apologize. And you, he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He couldn't do it. Most oppressors, they think, they believe in what they're doing. They think that they're right. Just it's, just like just like Jazz and, and, you know, with their movement, they believed in what they were doing too. So I just, it, it was really think, cool how they did that. Do you think he didn't know what he was apologizing for? Actually, I think he did. I think he did. I think that he was just so stuck in his way. His mentality was almost like Pence. Yeah, Yeah, it's like his ego wouldn't let him. And and honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with ignorance. And I'm going to say this. Coming from a multicultural background, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to reveal something about myself, you know, uh, my mother's side of the family was racist towards black people. I've heard my own grandmother call my father and myself a a nigger. Mm -hmm. I've, I've heard that out of, like, Five years, just five years ago, mm-hmm. I did not have a relationship with my grandmother for 20 years. And the first conversation I had with her was, I heard you didn't like us because we were black. And the first thing she said was, oh, that blank, da-da-da-da-da, yeah. told you that. And the thing is, is the, is the reason why I, I say this story is simply because she had no idea, even though we were just saying... You don't like black people. And she's like, no, I, I, you know, that's not true. I love you guys. You, you're my... Right. She had no idea that she even said the word nigger. She had mm. no clue. It just rolled off of her tongue. And you know what? I never said anything to her, but I didn't even correct her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because to me, all I, all I needed was this lady is ignorant. This is how she grew up. Maybe this is how... This, was, this ignorance was probably passed down from generation oh, to yeah. generation to generation. Mm-hmm. But it helped me to understand and see things differently. And I feel like it's the same with a lot of these same people. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think some people you just can't... Um, you can't change. And shout out to John Ridley for highlighting the fact um, about the uh, about the schism between blacks and Irish. Mm-hmm. They used, there was a sign. I think I emailed all you guys. Yeah. There's actually a sign that used to be up in England that said, no blacks, no Irish, mm-hmm. no dogs. Yeah. Right. And the Irish were actually on the bottom of the realm. But they managed to carve out a position where as long as you're a person who's not of color, but you can be on the bottom of the white ladder, Mm -hmm. but at least you're not like a black person. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to even slavery. Slavery actually started out in the United States with the the Irish. The Irish were the original slaves. And, and they then were, they became the um, indentured servants and been able right. to work their way out mm-hmm. and you know and they and the black people were were basically stuck on the bottom. I'm mean, go on because this for days. Because if you're not but. white, you're black, and that's what it is yeah. at the end of the day. It's either one or the other. Yeah, and even with those, um, they became the oh my gosh, the overseers. Mm-hmm. So the 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 folks that the the white folks who couldn't afford property, they you know they came up as indentured servants, but they also became overseers, and so now they thought that they were better. But at the end of the day, they didn't they didn't own anything uh. either. Mm-hmm. So you know, of course, it's better than being a slave, but you know that's that's the whole 
thing of it as Side well. note, how did the Irish come to dominate uh, the police force, especially back east? It goes back to slavery, mm-hmm. when they were able to carve them out a different and a different lane and make them not only the overseers, but the slave catchers. Mm-hmm. And to this day, the, the, uh, the police, who were basically like de facto slave catchers back then, were predominantly Irish, and mm-hmm. that was another way they were able to pit us, pit us against each other. Yeah, Irish and Italian. Right, right. Um, so let's move on quickly, because I know we're running out of time. Let's uh, mm-hmm. move on to quickly to, I know Al doesn't really like these people, but Fallon, um, Cullen, and um, her brother, Connor, how did you think that story played? I loved the ending, uh, how she, how Fallon ended up playing a really big so role smart. in the ending. So smart. It almost felt like a usual suspects mm-hmm. or unusual suspects type type way, how, how it played out. They should have just had that, like, you know, wow. we were made in the city type music in the background. Yay, Listen. Fallon. Yeah. Like the great brain. Uh, Save us all. It wasn't her brain, though. She was just... Stop it right now. She, it wasn't her brain. She was doing something to save her and her brother. Yeah. And exactly. it sounded like Jazz was the one who made up the whole plan. Right. So it wasn't Fallon. But Jazz and Fallon. Cheers to Fallon for actually doing it and Thank going you. through it. And I will say this about Fallon. I've found myself uh, really uh, enjoying watching Fallon's character, uh, despite what my counterpart has said. <laughs> no, but really, seriously, seriously, from the very, very beginning, you know what I'm saying? Like, she is the first one, the very first person to be greatly impacted by the movement and by the struggle, if you think about it. Her boyfriend was killed. That's the very first scene that we see mm-hmm. and see in, in episode one. Then we see her, like, she's she's not asking for any of this. She's trying to avoid it. She's trying to mind her own business. Right. But it's like all these problems keep coming to her. Mm-hmm. So to be honest with you, to see her, that to me, that was a win. Mm-hmm. The way that she went out to me was a win, and I felt like she deserved it. Like, she deserved it, and she owned that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, I just kept feeling her. I was like, man, this girl just can't get a break. It yeah. was a great bit she of fiction. She just can't get a break. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you just shut your mouth right now. Okay, but it was just—it felt really, really good to see that. I had a lot of compassion for her. Um, I think that it was really good to also see them work together. Uh, her and Jazz work together again mm-hmm. because for a moment I was like, "Wow, you know, is she going to really give them, them up? In. Is yeah. she going to turn them in? Is she going to give them up over her brother? Because we know how much her brother means to her too. Because mm-hmm. I was scared, like, okay, are they going to kill her brother? You know, like, what are they going to do? But I loved how they brought it all in together, and I really hope if there is a season two that we get to see her storyline kind of like, you know, uh, unravel a, a, little a little more, more. as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny though because how uh, so she so essentially Valley. Um, made a deal with the police and uh, the deal was for her for her brother to be sent back to Ireland so the police can't touch her brother mm-hmm. and her brother gets out because they've been torturing him for at least 24 hours to wow. 48 hours his brother comes out and he's like well what did you do and he figured that you know she kind of ratted out to the cops mm-hmm. and he's like oh well you're a traitor and it's kind of funny to me he says you're a traitor but then he proceeds to walk into the police car and then they take him to Ireland like if you felt that strongly you would have walked back into the police station and said yeah. my sister's a traitor I don't want her whatever deal she's giving you don't She's take it you yeah. know but that was just a, a little funny part to me uh, for time's sake let's uh, move on quickly to the, the to the meat part of it so Jas, Marcus and Dahari what mm-hmm. do you guys think of let's kind of let's first do I guess Jas and Marcus how do you guys th- what do you guys think of that relationship oh my goodness um it went like through so many ups and downs in two episodes. It was very, very interesting. I think that I was glad to finally start to see Marcus grow some balls, but we really get to see how the stronghold that Jazz has on him. Mm-hmm. And like Ken. he is whipped. Mm-hmm. This man, if but you could say somebody was whipped, this man is whipped. 
played him. She worked like, him. She worked listen, him. Jazz. You think she worked him? Of course. Like she did what she, she, she needed she to do. To, she, to, she, to did, keep, she did kind of work. She worked keep things going. She I, I have to agree. But she knows how powerful she is, though. She knows how the influence that she has on Kent and Marcus. And the only thing is, I just wish that he just had a little more balls. Nah, yeah. He He lost me last week when he let... Dahari like mouth off at her and make like sexual yeah. remarks Man. about her. Like that's when you should have got smacked. So that's when you go from like alpha male to beta male. Wah, wah. Like Dahari, honestly, <laughs> Dahari doesn't respect him. He doesn't. But he doesn't. They tried to he do doesn't. the kumbaya thing at the end, which cool. is another problem. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Jazz you too. took out Kent. You killed Kent for whatever. That's, jazz, a, that's a bunch yeah, of BS. For jazz but and da, listen, Marcus, no, Marcus the needs to stop being so gullible. And that's what pisses me off about yeah. Marcus's character is that he's just so damn gullible. Anything that anybody tells him, he just don't know who the hell to believe. But it's yeah. like Marcus, you have known Jazz. She has proven to be faithful to you. So why the hell would you listen to this crazy psychotic guy? That you barely know. Yeah, right. you, well, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. He, it's not that he barely knows him. He really freaking knows this guy because he's been interviewing him and studying him and all this read, time. Read the, but uh, wrote the book. And you, you know who he is, but you don't know who he really is. Right. There's so much more. There's, there's a really dark place in Dahari. And I feel like that's why he's been so manipulative throughout this whole entire uh, season. So. Gosh so, darn it. Dahari, he couldn't get jazz. The love of his life, too. <laughs> that was really that was really interesting. That was so weird. It, so essentially, <laughs> he, Jazz, everybody loves Jazz. <laughs> Jazz ends up uh, so the, the, there's just so much going on. So essentially, they wanted to bomb Scotland Lard. They needed money to to do that. Uh, Jazz, Marcus, and Dehari went into the housing um, kind of building, robbed them for their money. Got got about three thousand pounds, and they only need a thousand pounds to get the bomb made, get the car, and also their stuff. They get the thousand pounds, take it to his name is Bailey. No, no. Jubilee. Jub- oh, Jubilee. Jubilee. Jub- Jubilee. I, I think they. Jubilee. Well, I, th- I thought it was Jubilee. Jubilee. Um, but <laughs> Jay. <Jubilee. laughs> they took it. They took it to, to, took it to him. He double crossed them. He said she just wanted the money. Jas did a whole okie doke thing and pretty much killed him. And now she's kind of feeling powerful, but also dealing with the fact that she's killed she some killed, more folks. She finally, yeah. So now she's drunk. Her and Dahari are hanging out, or they're <sighs> there. And Dahari kind of takes it as a way to get Jazz because such a man. I was like Dahari, brother, just let her chill, man. Don't pull anything. Just let. But now you, you know, know that's not Dahari. <laughs> that's not Dahari. That's what I'm saying. That's that guy is crazy. But he's been in jail for so long. That's what I'm saying. Right. Brother's been in jail we already for saw years. Dahari going in on Little Mama in the trees. <laughs> yeah, but that was like two we weeks ago. We saw that ago. already. That's Male, two weeks ago. female, people have needs. Yeah, man, Dahari that said, I do what I want when I want to. Okay, <laughs> forget. You you, Marcus. Uh, you know what, Marcus? Much. We feel the same. We love the same girl. <laughs> so, I feel what you feel. So in, in all of that, Zahari finds out that um, Jess went to Kent, told Kent about the situation, or told Kent some form of situation. Kent decided to wrap them, wrap them out on the police, and that's how some of their plans got blown. So fast forward now, Dahari goes to Marcus and let Marcus kind of, kind of slyly think, let's... Uh, Puts Marcus into thinking that Jess actually she did go out, which is true, but she was sleeping with Kent, which is not true. Can I say this though? Regar- no, you can't. Okay. I'm just you can't say a damn thing. thing. <laughs> I can't say a damn thing. I'm holding it down. I'm trying. Um, okay, 
Yes, uh, Dahari tried to, you know, make him insecure that, like, you know, she may have slept with Kent. But at the end of the day, when I think when he's like, are you down for me? Honestly, more what I was thinking was like, look, they've been having problems with their relationship. Right. She was ready to bounce on him last week and go to, you know, Lebanon with yeah. the other chick. So even, like, besides so much of, like, that, uh, that like, did she sleep with Kent or not? Yeah. I really think that was more of, like, look, are we down for each other? Are we going down together, ride or die? That's yeah. what I took from And I don't think even after this whole scenario, how it ended I don't think that like even though she asked like you know are we good uh, when they get they're to Ireland good. they're, they're no. not good it they're was basically good. like she's like I'm loyal to the cause we yeah. all know that she's like I'm listen, loyal to myself and yeah. the cause that Jazz is a G man listen Jazz just knows how to handle situations she's so smart she's quick yeah. on her toes you know what I'm saying I just really she really saved everybody Jazz Okay, you know, you, here's the sexism that we talked about a few episodes ago. I think it's, I think it's, it's sexism, and I also think it's the whole thing when we started on the first episode when mm-hmm. black women were getting really, really upset that there are no powerful situations. No, it's just a trigger. But it's also, okay, not only are they, there's no powerful black women in the series, but the person who saves the series is not even black. While I got the microphone before people point the dirty end of the stick for me. But they will say she is still a woman of color. That represented the movement because women of color were still oppressed. Women were oppressed yeah, then because that's great. when those okay, you know, you, you know what? I'm about to take my <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 because oh, no, 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 no. Because I mean, we fight. have to. <laughs> we have to also remember that this is a time where women weren't looked at as equals either. Mm-hmm. You know, women were fighting for so much back then. And I think, I mean, Jazz said it best. Like, so many people, like, these men, they want something from her. You know, like, Kent, Marcus, Dahari. Like, mm-hmm. nobody's taking her seriously. Right. So, in that in that point in time where we saw her venting to Fallon, that's what she was talking about. Somebody always wants something from her. I got that. Like, sexually. Or, like, they, they right. want to pull something. So, it was really good to see a woman stand up. You know, and and represent and and be strong and and be fearless and to be the hero because so many times we see the man being that the man yeah. orchestrating the plan the man being the brains behind everything. So it was very empowering on behalf of women everywhere. I agree with all that. Before we get too far, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Black Panthers in uh, in the UK. These were their names: the women who are really down with the struggle, the okay. Black women. Okay, okay so Althea Jones you, Lecomte, okay, cool. Barbara Beast, and Olivia Morris. Just wanted to shout them out. Okay, you before know, I get like the dirty end of the Everything that I stick. just said, ladies. You know, he didn't listen to anything. <laughs> I did hear you. That I just said. You know what? Why don't we just go TK? What? Let's go back to TK because this guy here. Well then, um, uh, so basically, where did I leave off? So they eventually, so um, Jess comes up with this plan. I, I, I assume it's more Jess comes up with this plan. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets Fallon in on in on it, which is kind of strange, like how she was able to orchestrate all that. But she gets Fallon in on the idea because uh, she knows Fallon, or the police are trying to press, press Fallon to give her up information. Mm-hmm. Fallon wants to go back to Ireland because it's safer for her. She knows that even if she were to give them up, she would die either way. She'd either die by the hands of, you know, the folks that she gave up, which is the black folks, or the police would eventually torture her for more information. So either way, she's screwed. So Jess comes up with this whole idea. Fallon tells the cops about everything, like they're held up in this place where uh, Bailey owns it. This is the car that they're going to be using. Their game plan is to bomb Scotland Yard. Essentially, Fallon wants to get, get a drink. Colin takes her to go and get a drink. She gets the bomb from the bathroom, which was actually really key. Because we didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was I didn't slick. see that coming. That was slick. She gets the bomb from the bathroom. She sits there. It's, it's almost like she's timing everything out. She times it. She um, leaves the bomb there, and she disappears. 
And Colin figures figures it out, but too late before he gets blown wow. up. Wow. Wow. That was By two a highlight. Women. Yeah. Yes. Yes. See, here's my issue. Um, not an issue, but what I was hoping to see, and I guess maybe they're leaving it open for a season two. I wanted them to. I wanted them to go out, or at least some of them, to go out in a blaze of glory. I would. I thought it would have been more, a bit more tragic, a bit more bloody, a bit more yeah. controversial, yeah, you know, like a bit even, more climactic. It or was even almost a bigger bomb. Yeah. You know, I was hoping for a bigger bomb too, but we yeah. have to also remember this is the seventies. Yeah. We, this is the seventies. Okay. But it didn't even seem like they blew, blew up the the room. It just like it literally. It seemed like it was well, Col- it was Colin and then like one other person. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's all that was there. I yeah. mean, I, I think they did they did exactly what they wanted to do. They wanted to make an attack and they wanted to make a statement. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to blow the building down, but they wanted to let them know, look, we're serious and we mean we and say. And we're attacking yeah. the heart of the enemy, the black power. Exactly, yeah. and that's what they did. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed um, like they could have blew up some more stuff. Now, what we haven't talked about, haven't talked about about though that I think is is also still very important is uh, we got we got to uh, understand a little more about Dahari. Mm-hmm. the way that he revealed when he said that you know his mama his mother was never in his life. Yeah, you know, and you know his father he wished his father wasn't like I really really liked how they kind of broke down his character just a little bit because it kind of you know showed us why he is this dark yeah. person. You know why he is the way he is like. He's never felt love until um, Marcus shared the love that he has for Jazz, Jazz with yeah. him, which is kind of weird. Okay, but why I kind of understand. I kind of understand it. You know, I'm not saying anything. Also, I'm not saying anything. Also, it felt like they were setting him up to be um, a martyr because when you saw mm-hmm. his, saw his book in the window and right. you're saying it's the best yeah. thing since Malcolm X, that was, it felt that like felt they, were se- they were they were setting dope, him up yeah. like, mm-hmm. okay, he's gonna just take the take the bullet. So when he took whatever the package was, I guess was just a knife from Marcus, uh-huh. I thought he was gonna do something else and uh-huh. essentially die for the cause, which would have made him like great yeah. right. in the series but right. you know right. I was I was glad Dahari got like that little minor victory that satisfaction of seeing his book in the window yeah um, mm-hmm. well Marcus's book is Marcus's book is it because he's a man no oh, mm-hmm. oh my I'm not gonna Ooh. touch this one but I, I don't know whatever my karma is I must have deserved it um, but what I like about Dahari and I just wish they wouldn't have went into so much exposition personally that takes me out well the reason I'm this way is because my mom did this and my dad did it's this it's establishment of character well to me well I mean you know tomato tomato exactly. it's a bit, it's a bit much exposition to me like they all they went to a bit of exposition too when Jazz is like oh my gosh we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, what was the brother's name the one who got uh, killed in the very beginning. Oh, Julian. Um, yeah. Yeah, they kind of took us down memory lane about, you mm-hmm. know, to kind of like, I guess, you know, to kind of like, I guess, tie up, you know, these characters. Mm-hmm. That was like the least, the least uh, interesting part to me. But like I said, is uh, as far as like uh, a very exciting plot and a very exciting story. You know, I thought that was dope. I thought it was oh, interesting. Look at you with your notes. Look at this. I always have so, notes, TK. So far. Yeah, she's just my tutor. I don't know nothing. TK just we've done takes a lot me under of shows wing. together. So, so I wouldn't, so, you know, shout out so to TK. Happy. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be nothing without either of these women. Okay. Nothing. Well, you know, you're damn it's right. True <laughs> um, so we're gonna. Touch- I'm gonna take advantage of that statement. You're uh, damn right. We're gonna touch on Kent quickly, who got gutted by Dahari. Oh. That was a definite. I didn't Kent. expect that. The one thing you must know: I don't care who you are, where you are, you don't. Talk to police. You just don't. I have to agree with you on don't that. And that's police. the only thing I'll ever agree with you on. <laughs> but what I will say is I was very disappointed in his storyline. 
Um, yeah, I was expecting I thought, more from his character. I yeah. thought I really thought that he was going to be more a part of the struggle mm-hmm. and the movement. And I just I was very disappointed. However, that almost reflects on the people who just want to stay out of it. Like the people who like, yeah, you're a person of color, but, you know, he's do he's doing well for himself. So mm-hmm. he didn't want to be. He was brought in on the other side of it because of Omega. Because Omega, let's let's just be honest. What it felt like is because um, Omega felt insecure in the color of her skin that people wouldn't take her seriously. So she brought a man, which is you know a whole other byline, mm-hmm. and then he's dark skin, and then he's I believe he was um, native to the country. So on a on a physical visual level, he's perfect for to be yeah. the, the master. He presented better optics. Right. He's, he's handsome. Right. Yeah. And so all those all that presented him to be the best bet. So he didn't want to do that. And then obviously he didn't want to go and run off with Jazz to go and kill folks. Like he really just wanted to be like I kind of felt he was like madly in love with her. He still. he was, but I kind of felt like um if he had a choice of being white. Like and having no problems, that's he what he would have. choose. That's yeah, what Jazz's mom said about. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. I can see that too. She's like, you changed your name to sound more British. Yeah. You know. So wow. it just felt like you know he he really just didn't want any part of it because he was doing so well. It's no different than you know people who are living. He just wants to live his life. Yeah, living high on the hog. They made money. You know, a la. <laughs> He's part of know? the bourgeoisie who's doing good, and you know why should you he want to like change boat. that? Yeah, the yeah. bourgeoisie that just so happened to be whipped by Jazz. That's it, you know? Like, And if Jazz were to turn and say, I'm done with the cause and everything, he would take her back in a heartbeat. Of course. Absolutely. So. I just want to say this. Jazz, you are the GOAT, okay? Please teach me your ways. Oh Show me how you, because obviously I don't know. Shout out to Angela Davis and Asada Shakur. You know, we can go back to that, you know. <laughs> I, just, I, I would like to enjoy my moment. You know what, TK? <laughs> Every time this Shout happens, I'm going to toss Shout it back to, to you. We, got, we have to do another panel together, guys. I'll we have it, to. I'll win it, I'll win TK, it. can you put up with us for another show? I mean, you can always hop on Americans with us. Yeah. That's we it. got a spot oh, for you. Oh, you're on there? We got a spot you guys have for a spot for you. me? Yeah, for oh, yeah, you. you can hop on. If you can take it. You have, but like, we like. You have three episodes. Yeah, you got to do it with somebody else. And it's just you two. Oh, and another character. Yeah. Young camel toe. Who's worse than me? Who's worse than me? Yeah. Um, Okay. I got your back. All right. Let's let's do it. Um, So it all ends with a pretty little bow. They uh, pretty much blow up the nice neat little bow. Yeah, nice little perfect little little ending. They they sell off to the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) They they blow up um, the a certain part of the police who's been pretty much been targeting the black community. I feel so cool. And they all get on a boat and they're all on their way to Ireland as the music is playing. Um, Mark or Dehari reveals to Marcus that he succeeded in pretty much gutting Kent, gave him the little thing. Marcus was, you know, all happy, threw it into the water. Jess comes like, are we good? Oh, we're good. And I guess they're going to have like get married and have can babies. Can I just say that's, uh, can I say this, what I'm about to I say? I wanted just, one person to tell die. Me, tell me that I can say Kent. this. Can I, can I say what I'm about to you say? You can just say, say yes. Okay, you don't even know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh-oh. Listen, I think that that was a B-I-T-C-H move and I didn't like it. I felt like it was just so, it, they were so jealous like of Kent. Like like for them to take him out like that, yeah. and the way they gutted him, and then for him to give him that bloody napkin, mm-hmm. okay. like that was such a bit borderline. That, okay, a that could fifty percent hater shit, but the other side could be fifty percent he snitched. According to them. okay, That's I get that, but you need to direct your energy elsewhere. <laughs> you are trying to start a revolution. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like Speak seriously, like they there could have so used him as an ally too. Come 
come on. Yeah. And there were so many times where I was just like, you guys, like, what, what are you doing? You're turning into thugs and not a revolutionist. And basically, like, what are you doing? I think that was just a plot device uh, to help uh, illustrate the bonding that uh, Dahari and uh, Marcus had had. Because like uh, throughout this whole long journey, yes, you know, they they you know had kind of like had words it's had words at odds. Right. But it's kind of like that friend, like that best friend brother who you hate and you love. Right. I think to me that's like their relationship. But it also felt odd, even beyond that to more of like a human humanistic level. Like it was just jealousy. Like he was Absolutely. jealousy. He was jealous that Jess had a bond with he somebody felt threatened. else, and he felt threatened like Jess was going to go back to him. Or like there's nothing that Jess, there, there's nothing that he can do because he's so not even near. The movement, what whatsoever, Dude, so Jess would never have all. went back to him. Exactly. So they could have used him. They like, almost Jess could have, you know, used that that power player move to use him to insert in pretty much get into places that you like, know they, they want to come back to the country. Him. Like yeah. that gutting did not. That to me, that was pointless. Yeah. That did not have to happen. Unfortunately, too, that happened a lot, and a lot of black people ended up killing a lot of innocent black people through false information through mm-hmm. the feds getting here and say this person snitching on you, and that person snitching on yeah. you, and a lot of innocent out people got got killed out of fear. But I mean, mm-hmm. to me, I, actually, that was realistic. The hater stuff aside, the fact that you know he was working with for police. I mean, that was somewhat realistic. Yeah, but, yeah. and the thing too with that is he was helping, it's it's still kind of shady how he was helping pretty much a drug dealer yeah. or a minimum, dr- a kind of small size drug dealer get back the money, but still. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. So, um, I guess predictions for the second season, do you think it's going to get picked up? How did you enjoy the series on a whole? What's your, your After Buzz TV predictions. What is your final thought on everything? That was very like kumbaya. Can't we all get along? All lives matter together. Floating off into the fantasy. John Ridley, I love you, man. This is a great ending. It was it was a very good very good fiction, and um, <laughs> all the shade in the undertones. It was it was very good. It was very it was very good fiction, and um, I don't think they'll be coming back. I think the uh, we talked about the how the rollout had a problem, and this and the show had problems like getting its legs. I think mm-hmm. so. After these six episodes, I don't think um, they'll the time, get any, get any the more. day. It was yeah. a lot of things. There. But you know, like I said, I was very entertained. I was mm-hmm. very entertained. You know what? I have to say this to you, Al. Uh, <laughs> I think that that was the most bipolar response that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Very okay. true. Oh Very my god! True. I'm like, what? 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 I, um, I, I can wear all those contradictions. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, TK. So I'm gonna make this quick, and I'm gonna pass it back to you because I feel something crazy coming from this guy mm-hmm. again. So I think that um, it's really, really interesting where the storyline is going. They're on their way to Lord knows where Ireland. Ireland. They're mm-hmm. going to Ireland now, and now you've got Fallon, Dahari, Marcus, Jazz, and Connor. Their and, brother, the and, brother. And Connor. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, we got our boy Leroy. Leroy is still holding on strong. <laughs> Leroy, Tell, and they were Leroy telling they were like discrediting Leroy's contribution to the struggle. See? Can I had I a problem with that. I just want to finish. Can I finish? Please okay. don't. Sorry. So <laughs> it's really interesting to me because now I could potentially see a storyline developing between Fallon and Dahari. Um, and with all of the mixed emotions that Fallon has... And Dahari's crazy self, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see where that could potentially go. Now, I do think that if they are going to bring this back for a second season, that they need to do a better job with marketing the show. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people still didn't know about it. Oh, But I think don't. that it was very educational for me because I knew nothing about the Black Panther movement or the black 
a multicultural movement in the 1970s in London. So mm -hmm. I think it, it, it was very informative. But I think that there, I agree with you on this one thing, and this is the only thing that I'm ever going to agree with you on ever in life, Al, <laughs> is that I think that there were a lot of inconsistencies in the different storylines, and some of them weren't needed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, a little bit of both. The, the thing that I really liked about this series is it was very educational. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I didn't like was it's like you had to pick your poison. Either let it be six episodes on its own that's very educational with some more of a, a there's a storyline, but it's more, it's kind of like 60% education, 40% storyline. Mm -hmm. It Coming towards the end, it felt like they were transitioning into a storyline and it was less educational. It's like, okay, well, this is what happened, but all these fictitious characters are going to do something else, which I wasn't too much of a fan of because I rather, you know, put all that education in six episodes and educate the masses and then, you know, you can create something else based off of whatever. So you could take, like, a Fallon character, like, say, you know, again, again I would have loved more stuff being blown up and some people dying. <clears throat> but, you know, you could take Fallon into to Ireland and then now, exp now explore the whole issues that were happening mm -hmm. in Ireland at that time, which to me I find interesting because I would watch that. So it just kind of felt like it was just a little bit of everything. I didn't really like how the ending was, um, went. But and on, on a whole, like you were saying, Candy, it's just um, I had no idea. Right. And, you know, again, we, we've all, we're all educated people. And, you know, this wasn't, you know, and I took, I think, four or five classes in African-American literature, histories. I've never heard of. Never came up never once. Never came up once. So, you know, it's, it's, it's something that needs to be told, but... And can I can I add to what you're saying? No, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know how it feels. Thanks, GK. Yeah. Wow. Whatever happened to woman empowerment? God damn it! It's Mother's Day. That's what it means. It's Mother's Day. Okay. I'm not a mom. She's not a mom. We're nobody's moms here. But woman empowerment, guys. Guys. Okay. Um, Forget about the brothers damn it. over here. What was I gonna say? Oh no 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 no. I, I do want to say this. It was really really uh, great to hear about other uh, struggles going on around the world that mm -hmm. are very similar to the ones that are going on within our very country. Mm -hmm. You know, so I thought that was really cool to learn about. Yeah. Side note: Since we're talking about the other relevant struggles that were going on, okay, mm -hmm. because they took a, a political prisoner, a fictitious character named Dahari. Mm -hmm. I just want to shout out to the Black Panthers. What was going on in the '70s in Los Angeles and in New York at that time? That two people who busted out political prisoners were Angela Davis. Mm -hmm. She was trying to bust out the Soledad brothers, and she actually ended up getting off. Mm -hmm. Who were in prison in Soledad prison, and also Asada Shakur was uh, was charged with uh, freeing a political prisoner, and she actually ended up free, fleeing uh, to Cuba. Mm -hmm. So those are two, like, real-life instances, I guess, as you could say, if you want to look up for uh, similar circumstances as far as, like, how a, a black power movement will, like, free political prisoners. And last thing, they kept talk talking about um, Eldritch Cleaver, mm -hmm. how he's chilling in Algeria. Now, yeah. Eldritch Cleaver was a spokesperson for the Black Panthers. He was in jail. He came out. He got down with the movement, and he ended up being uh, fleeing uh, to Algeria in, uh, in Africa. Mm -hmm. So those are, like, some real-life examples. And do you have some books? I got some books. I got some books. Here's books. Soul on Ice, Eldridge Cleaver. He wrote really this when he was book. in prison. Just mm -hmm. check it out. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking, obviously looking for more of a black power perspective, France Fanon, The Wretched of the Earth. If you're looking for more of like a, a communist Marxist status, like mm -hmm. all of us together, proletariat, mm -hmm. 
yeah. and agents of repression. This is about the real life COINTELPRO that was going on here in the, in the Fed. Would you like to read any excerpts from the book? Would you uh, we like to show any have. pictures? <laughs> we don't, we don't you know what? I, just, I figured I'd try and support him for a second. Uh, thank yeah, you. We, thank we you. I appreciate it. it. But, and I know you didn't mean everything you said but, about it. But him. I would, you, you know, I, I meant everything. Um, one thing, I, can I, can I, can I yeah, end with this? Yes, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, can we go out with a bang? Sure, why Let's not? Do it. Since you want to go out with a bang, you want to show you little books and shit. This is a quote. Damn. Okay. This is a quote that I uh, got from the beginning of episode five that mm-hmm. I, that to me represents what Gorilla is about. If we must die, oh, let us nobly die so that our precious blood may not be shed in vain. There you have it. Nah, I like that quote. That was in the from the previous episode, right? Are you okay with that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. And I was trying to and ru- ruined my segue to ending the show. What would you like to say, Al? No, no, that was it. I was going to pull up the other quote that was <laughs> by the excited. weather underground, but that's fine. I think yeah, she the time is now. It. Political power grows out of a gun, um, a riot, a commune, or from the soul of the people. There you go. And the weather underground was more similar to, I guess, like the. Uh, the Fallons and the Germans and uh, what's her name? Uh, the, uh, the chick who wanted to go to Lebanon but got killed. Uh-huh. It's, it was more. It was more like a, a white radical uh, movement here in the United States. Don't know nobody's damn name. Always want thought facts. Whew. All right, where can they find you guys? Since this is the last episode, and you will not see us next week. The hate is strong with this one. <laughs> where can they find you, Miss Candy? You can find me. On Instagram at Miss Katie Marie and on Twitter at Sweet Kendori TV. Hey everybody, I love these two ladies. I'm Al. You can find me on Twitter at Jamaica House Doc and on IG at Al G underscore Jamaica House Ooh, Film. The shade and the tea was real with some I of know. these ones. What do I do to say um, But I really appreciate you guys hopping on the live chat, all the comments, all that good stuff. Um, even if you didn't get to rock with us as the season uh, was going, <laughs> definitely check out all our reviews of the shows. It was a really, really great show, really educational. So I encourage you to read some of those books Al was telling Thank us you. about. And just kind of educating yourself in books. general. There's so much more to the world than the Kardashians. <laughs> Other than that, uh, you can find me on every Everything at TK Trinidad. TK. We will catch you when we catch you. Peace. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 